and welcome to Digital Transformation SEM, the show that connects you with global experts and thought leaders in all things supply chain through one-to-one -one interviews. I am your host, Dan Boon, and today we are going to talk about automation and AMR, or also known as Autonomous Mobile Robots, with Dennis Teo. We'll discuss the ins and outs of supply chain automation. So today our guest is Dennis. He's an expert in supply chain strategy and planning with a passion for automation and consultancy. He's going to share with us how the logistics and supply chain industry is evolving and how automation and specifically AMR is taking a critical role in this transformation. Hi, Dennis. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm good, uh, Dan. Uh, thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. So Dennis, for our listeners out there, why don't you share with us a little bit more about yourself? What do you do and how far have you gone? Yes, uh, Dan, uh, I've been uh, involved in the supply chain transformation uh, domain for over 25 years. Uh, a few which I'm deeply passionate, you know, ever since I uh, graduated from my master's in operations research. And I've spent about 15 years in consulting and 10 years in the industry uh, as a director of supply chain for a multinational. Um, some of the work that we do in our consultancy uh, spans across uh, the full spectrum of uh, supply chain. At the strategic level, we, we work with our clients to uh, develop their supply chain strategies, industry 4.0 footprint. And at the technical level, we helped our clients uh, quite a lot in the sales and operations planning and distribution planning. And down at the uh, operational level, uh, we have done a lot of work with our clients in warehouse process uh, optimization and transportation planning. Wow. So that sounds like a very extensive wide range of consulting services that you really specialize in, in the logistics and supply chain industry. Well, Dennis, why don't you share with us more, you know, what are some of the problems that you solve for your customers? Yeah. So uh, as I went through the different uh, levels from strategic, uh, tactical to the operational level, some of the uh, pressing issues that we, we help our clients with uh, in the uh, area of um, helping them improve their order fulfillment. So late order deliveries are very typical issues that they have faced. Overstock and uh, inaccurate inventory is another area that uh, many of uh, our clients uh, have uh, you know, been uh, grappling with uh, in their operations. Warehouse inefficiencies and uh, lastly, escalating supply chain cost. So all of this leads to uh, low customer satisfaction, high operating costs and working capital and uh, ultimately poor employee morale when uh, they are not able to perform you know, to the, uh, the expectations that uh, their management have uh, you know, put on them. So the challenge at the uh, waypoint is to uh, help optimize some of these uh, very conflicting objectives 
and um, in the best possible way that will enhance our clients competitiveness in uh, you know based on their unique uh, corporate dna right right you know dennis you and i we we work on certain projects uh on certain global and international projects together uh solving the customers supply chain and logistic uh different problems that they have over the different branches uh different distribution centers and I can attest to your experience really in the industry with this 25 years of experience providing consulting services, supply chain planning services to your clients. Maybe this question is what we want to ask you, Dennis. How is the supply chain and logistics industry evolving, especially in this climate that we're in right now? And how is it being transformed? Oh, uh, fantastic question. Um, when I first started out uh, 25 years ago, a lot of the focus uh, in the supply chain and logistics domain was on um, minimizing cost of uh, operations and uh, as well as maximizing uh, fixed assets utilization, right? Because a lot of companies have invested uh, a significant capex in uh, hardware, software. Uh, and, you know, the uh, modus operandi is uh, to standardize operations so that we can squeeze out the end-to-end -end cost and crank up the factories and uh, uh, as well as uh, logistics so that we deliver in full truck loads, uh, full container loads. But uh, we've seen the, the evolution where uh, even though these uh, objectives are still important, we see other uh, objectives such as uh, speed, flexible configuration, and uh, the supply chain organization design uh, being uh, at the uh, forefront of uh, discussion at the uh, CXO levels. So this uh, speed, flexible configuration and supply chain design, uh, organization design is uh, fast becoming uh, very, very important for our clients. So let me, uh, you know, uh, dive a little bit deeper into each of these uh, trends that I mentioned. When we talk about speed, uh, companies usually, you know, refer to how fast they can get their products to market. So uh, Gartner had spent, you know, some uh, time researching uh, uh, the top priorities of companies, and they see that uh, many of these companies will respond uh, in the recent years to speed as being one of the core competency that their companies are uh, trying to build. In terms of flexible configuration, regardless uh, whether we are talking about product configuration, uh, factory layout, uh, or even the logistics uh, network design, users are you know, increasingly demanding for more options in their, as well as flexibility in their supply chain. So for example, in logistics, companies are starting to look at um, logistics optimization centers uh, in their inbound uh, model, so as to be able to do consolidation across uh, different factories, uh, raw material requirements. Things like merge in transit, um, where orders are integrated in the uh, logistics center, pulling together sub-assemblies before 
doing the final delivery is also very uh, uh, you know much used in our clients. And finally, postponement centers, where you know our final demand you know fluctuates significantly. So the final product is uh, you know basically assembled in a lot of the cases in the warehouses that's closest to the end customer. So that's also becoming uh, uh, one of the key trends that we are observing. And when we talk about supply chain organization design, um, you know, McKinsey Research has uh, done a survey over uh, supply chain organization of uh, over 50 organizations uh, globally. And we found that um, companies have been um, tweaking their designs from centrally managed uh, supply chains to decentralized supply chains to uh, a hybrid of both. And um, you know, through a lot of the research, I think uh, about 60% of uh, the clients you know, uh, would uh, focus more on decentralized uh, operating uh, supply chains for a lot of the common Use processes across uh, different business units, and uh, in areas of like logistic strategy, um, you know, and uh, uh, core design, you know, that would be something that is uh, very much uh, at the centralized level, uh, too. Right. I think we can really see the implications of all this: be it speed, flexible configuration, and then the supply chain organization design really put to the test. Uh, especially so in this uh, very volatile time that we are uh, experiencing in the supply chain globally. How then do we navigate the future of our supply chain and logistics uh, that we are doing right now? How would you advise our listeners who are in the logistic and supply chain industry that we are to navigate what are the signs and how do we uh, overcome all of these challenges and also to turn some of these crises into opportunities. Right. So what we do, you know, um, is uh, mainly I would like to start off by uh, stating an obvious fact. Uh, there's no one size fits all uh, strategy or approach in supply chain uh, transformation. So what may send uh, an MNC to frenzy in Wall Street may not necessarily have the same impact to, let's say, a, uh, a medium-sized business that's uh, operating in a local market, right? So regardless of the size of the businesses, we usually start off by looking at three key aspects of our client's business. Uh, we look at what's expected from their end uh, customers. Basically, you know, what... Uh, in terms of uh, the supply chain attributes would uh, most delight their end customers. Number two, we would uh, look at how does uh, our client fare against their competitors in their supply chain uh, proficiencies. And number three, we look at um, what are the you know, uh, business strategies and vision of the clients in uh, you know, maybe three to five years. And based on these three areas, we would then help them def, uh, develop a uh, you know, supply chain that is differentiated from their competitors, but at the same time is very much uh, tailored to what their customers needs. So for example, we, we have uh, uh, you know, done a project where we conducted survey with the end consumers of our clients 
to determine what supply chain attributes really matter to them. And then we followed up by benchmarking their current performance against the top uh, five competitors in the market. So we benchmark uh, the key metrics uh, that is very much used in uh, the score model uh, in supply chain, reliability, responsiveness, flexibility, and cost. And then finally, we design the supply chain models based on the key customer segments that we have identified uh, in our research. And you know, these uh, models will then accentuate the attributes that each customer segments really care about, be it speed of response, flexibility. And you know, finally, we will do a, an overall uh, cost to serve so that uh, we will ensure that the processes, the IT solutions will minimize the total overall cost to serve as uh, we are performing the uh, supply chain processes throughout the uh, differentiated model. So we have been very successful in delivering uh, over 300 million in terms of uh, benefits to help our client increase their revenues, improve the health of their inventory, and um, you know, basically increase the velocity of products that are being uh, sent out through their factories as well as their warehouses. You know, Dennis, I like how you put it that uh, the clients and what they like them has to be at the very central of our alignment in our strategy and our vision. And also to take into consideration how we do it, build a differentiated model uh, against the competitive landscape. Now, you have many experience uh, helping different clients, different customers navigate through uh, the supply chain and logistics challenges and through your consultancy. Right now we are facing, uh, we, are, we observe there's a lot of automation flooding into the market. There are different autonomous robots, different uh, machines that are helping to overcome the different uh, manpower labor crunch that we experience in the industry. Dennis, how does automation fit in to this existing supply chain landscape? And what are some of the things that you have interacted with that you feel that would be beneficial to share with our listeners out there? Right. So, uh... As uh, you have alluded, uh, then automation has become a key enabler in uh, many of our supply chain transformation. And um, they help to drive uh, significant productivity gains, uh, sharpen the accuracy of uh, the work that is being uh, performed, regardless whether it's in the factory or uh, at the warehouse. And uh, finally, it also helps to improve the employee morale. Because uh, what's uh, uh, most depressing for a lot of employees are basically doing very repetitive work, you know, that doesn't uh, bring any uh, satisfaction at the end of the day. So my, my experience with uh, automation began about uh, uh, five years ago uh, in a, uh, one of the largest uh, consumer appliances uh, factory in China. And uh, we actually implemented the Industry 4.0 solution for both their manufacturing uh, uh, assembly lines as well as their warehouse. 
So in this uh, particular uh, project, um, we have built a lot of uh, configurable uh, modules so that um, their manufacturing process is uh, not uh, just a one size fits all where they are producing uh, large volumes of the same type of products. Um, the client had rec recognized the need by their customers to have uh, some tailored solutions. So our manufacturing lines are actually modular based on the types of uh, end products that are required. We can actually reconfigure the uh, production lines uh, very easily and uh, with minimal uh, reinvestment of uh, capital. Now, um, in the more recent times, I've seen um, uh, automation being used uh, very extensively in the warehouse. And as uh, Dan had alluded to previously, um, the area that we have gotten uh, involved in supporting our clients' needs beyond just the business process re-engineering and supporting a company like Boone to uh, implement their WMS solution is also to integrate the autonomous mobiles, mobile robots, AMRs, into the warehouse operations. So we have used them in typically in the put away and replenishment, point to point transfer. So for example, if we have uh, an ASRS uh, systems or an order picker uh, zone within the warehouse, we would have uh, AMRs moving trolleys of uh, products that have been picked into totes and move it to the outbound staging area where some of the products are then uh, resorted and uh, repacked into the uh, final uh, delivery cartons. And then uh, in the, even in the area of uh, cycle counting, we, we have seen uh, AMRs being used uh, together with uh, RF uh, uh, you know, technologies where we can actually run the AMRs 24 hours a day to capture the uh, RF uh, you know, uh, information from the stocks that are being uh, kept in the, in the warehouse. And we have seen benefits from automating the walking, driving, counting part of uh, the warehouse in the range of uh, 200 to 300% in uh, productivity gains. And in terms of accuracy, you know, we have also seen a significant improvement uh, in uh, the uh, inventory uh, cycle counting accuracy. Well, that's really uh, fascinating hearing you share about some of these uh, automation that you are providing for the industry, you know, especially in the area such as the AMR. Uh, and I think, you know, that's something that we are uh, talking about and planning how Symphony can partner, you know, with you and then having that uh, total solution, providing that into the industry so that we can really help our clients uh, to navigate through this uh, manpower crunch and also to raise the employee morale as they uh, redistribute the different work for the employees to do other more meaningful and less uh, menial uh, tasks within the organization. Thanks so much, Dennis, for sharing so much of your experience and also uh, some of the uh, new technologies that you have interacted with and offering to the market. 
so what are some thoughts that you like to leave our listeners with as you wrap up the show today? You know, what are one or two things that you like to share with them and leave them to ponder even as they uh, think through about the different, uh, different evolving and transforming uh, trends that's taking place in our industry and how we can navigate through uh, in this time. Yes, um, again, I'd like to leave uh, our listeners with uh, uh, three, uh, you know, food for thoughts. Uh, number one, um, remember that supply chain and logistics capabilities are no longer just uh, supporting functions. Uh, as I have described, in a lot of our clients, they actually see uh, supply chain and logistics as a key strategic competitive uh, lever that they are using to compete in the market. Number two, uh, no company is too small to embark on supply chain transformation. Uh, the scale and scope can you know, certainly be adjusted to drive uh, the appropriate uh, returns on investment. But um, you know, uh, I would uh, encourage companies you know, to copy them, basically seize the day uh, as well you know, as uh, you know, to explore some of the uh, grants, especially in Singapore, they are available for them to, uh, you know, leverage to boost their supply chain capabilities. And finally, uh, I'd like to also encourage um, some of our companies that may have already started on this uh, roadmap to uh, digitalizing their supply chain and logistics, uh, building up Industry 4.0 capabilities. Um, there are lots of, uh, uh, you know, um, white papers as well as uh, stories uh, that are shared by companies that have already gone through the path. So uh, one of the more notable uh, uh, consortium known as the Global Lighthouse Network, uh, you know, we have a lot of, uh, um, you know, multinationals, medium-sized companies, uh, various industries throughout the world sharing their experiences and you know having said all the uh, you know more technical and the uh, quantitative aspects of uh, uh, supply chain transformation we, we must also always remember that um, uh, ultimately it's still back to the uh, human you know uh, uh, people that drive the uh, supply chain so making certain decisions, uh, you know, to, to move the needle and uh, also ensuring that um, our teams uh, adopt and, uh, you know, are able to uh, leverage and, uh, you know, capitalize on some of the new capabilities. So please, uh, you know, spend more time to, to listen to the lessons learned by some of these uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, front runners who have already embarked on the road, and I believe that uh, you'll be on your path to a very successful uh, transformation. Oh, thanks, Dennis. You know, I really like how you have a message, a food for thought for each and every one of our different categories of listeners out there. So, to our listeners out there, you know, uh, to reiterate the points that Dennis has shared. No company is too small to embark on digital transformation in terms of your supply chain uh, and your logistics landscape. No company is too small. Why don't you take 
baby steps today to see how you can uh, grow and to reorganize and to navigate through even as you transform your supply chain. Supply chain is also a strategic lever for you. It's no longer just a supporting function, but it's a really a strategic lever, uh, a differentiating factor between you and your competition. And for, the, for all, the, all of us who have been embarking on all, all these changes and evolving and transforming all these years, you know, wherever you are, uh, keep growing, keep growing. And I think later on, we will put on the, some of these links and some of these resources that Dennis has mentioned in the show notes so that you can have access to some of this information and keep growing through reading the white papers, case studies, the different things that other companies have done well and that you can benefit from as well. Thank you once again, Dennis, for this very insightful sharing of your experiences today. Indeed, the logistics and supply chain industry is evolving and automation and specifically AMR is taking a critical role in this transformation. So thank you listeners for tuning in to this episode of Digital Transformation SEM. Stay tuned for our next podcast episode.